the year. We should be celebrating Easter all the time. Because our, our God is alive. He's alive. And so this evening, in celebration of, of Easter, I want to speak for a few minutes on, on the topic, the hope of the resurrection. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn to two places tonight. The first place I want you to turn is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Tonight we want, to write, we want to talk about the resurrection. The other place I want you to turn also and just keep your hand there is Matthew chapter 27. Those two, two scriptures I, I, I want you to open up and keep your hand there because we're going to go back and forth in, in between there and, and talk about the hope of the, of the resurrection. Let me, just say to you, let, let me just say to all of us here uh, 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 this evening. If Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead, there is no Christianity. Everything we, 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 we depend on, everything we believe, everything that is our core comes from the fact that he died, he was buried, and then he rose. All the other religions, their, their, their leaders or their gods have a tomb. For Christianity though, the thing that makes us different than everybody else is that we have a savior that rose. You take away the, you take away the resurrection, we might as well pack it in and go home. Because we'll be wasting our time. There comes a time, I think, in everyone's life uh, that we must be ready to make a stand for what we believe in. I think about different stories in history and you, you think about Caesar coming to the Rubicon and crossing the Rubicon and, and, and knowing that this was it. it was, this was do or die. Alexander the Great lands in Asia Minor and he orders that all the ships be burnt. No one was going home to Mama. We were either going to conquer or we were going to die here. And that's why when I think about the resurrection, I, I, I think about, th this is one of, those, one of those times that as Christians, we have to make our minds up, whether we live or die, do we really believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Because it will make a difference between a Christian that is strong and courageous and a Christian that will be a coward. It made a difference in the disciples. They went from men that were shy and timid and, and, and cowardly to men that were strong and bold and willing to die for what they believe. They saw something. They saw the resurrected Christ and they were convinced. And so as we move into the 21st century in, in our time, I, I want us to be, uh, be, uh, develop a call tonight about the hope of the resurrection and make sure that it gets so rooted in the, in the, in the, in the deepest parts of our, of our souls that we know without a shadow of a doubt, if push come to shove, we're willing to die for this thing. We're willing to suffer for this thing. We're willing to have less. We're willing to lose our houses and our cars and our, and our jobs and everything that it needs. If it means that much to you, are you convinced about the resurrection? And so tonight we're going to be talking about the hope 
of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In Corinthians chapter 15, Paul was addressing the church because some had started to believe that there was no resurrection. Starting from verse 1, Paul starts to explain. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. The gospel. Which I preach to you, which also you receive, and in which you stand. By which also you are saved. Lift your head on one minute. The gospel is the thing that changes lives. We can tell our funny stories, but it is the gospel that he came, that he died, that he was buried, that he rose again, that is still powerful enough to change the lives of sinners. Verse 2, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believe in vain. Verse 3, for I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Pastor Jimmy spoke about that last night. He spoke about the cross. You can't jump over the cross and just get straight to the resurrection and start dancing and singing because you won't appreciate the resurrection until you appreciate his death on the cross. And so the Bible says in verse 3 that he died, Christ died according to the scriptures. Look at verse 4. And that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Verse 4, that he was buried according to the scriptures. So keep your hand there in 1 Corinthians and let's turn to that scripture that tells us about his burial. Matthew chapter 27. The reason why as Christians we will be strong is because we know our Bibles and we know what we believe. And we are totally convinced because the disciples were totally convinced. The Bible says he was buried. Matthew chapter 27 verse 57. Matthew 27 verse 57. Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in a new tomb which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. They buried him. They buried him. Some would like to think that he, he, he was in a semicolon. No, he was dead and they buried him. And for extra measure, look at verse 62. On the next day, which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember while he was still alive, how that deceiver said, After three days I will rise. 
Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he is risen from the dead. So, so the last deception will be worse than the first. But Pilate said to them, you have a God, go your way, make it secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting the guard. I love that. Why? Because he was dead, diggly dig dead. Just like when Lazarus died, when Lazarus died, Jesus waited three days and he, he waited until he stinketh. He's dead. According to the scriptures, he died, he was buried. According to the scripture, he rose on the third day. Matthew chapter 28. Remember, we're talking about the hope of the resurrection. Verse 1, chapter 28. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene, Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. I saw a picture up here before of the tomb. If you, if you have it, just go ahead and put it back up there. Verse 3, his countenance was like a lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like a dead man. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is not here. He is not here. For he is risen, as he said, come and see the place where the Lord laid. The hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ is this, that he died, he was buried, and he rose again. He rose again. Everything we believe in, everything we put our faith in, rests upon this fact. Everything. Everything. Take away that fact. We have no hope. So Paul comes into the into this situation and he's talking to the Corinthian Christians and, 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 and he and he said, Why are you questioning the fact that he rose from the dead? And then he goes on to make a few statements in First Corinthians. So go back to First Corinthians. He goes to make a few statements about the resurrection of Jesus that I think is so needed for the times that we're living in. Because this will give us the fire in our belly. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's pick it up from verse 13. But if is no resurrection of the dead then Christ is not risen I want you to make sure you, you get you, you got it in your Bible and I want you to follow here because the things that Paul says to the Corinthian church is it is so staggering but so true and so right on 
And if we can keep this in the back of our mind, then every time we think about the resurrection, there will be hope in your heart. There will be a strength in you to know that the God that you are serving is not a dead God, but he's alive and one day you and I will see him. Verse 13. But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Did you, did you get that? If Christ is not risen, then what we're doing up here is a waste of time. And what you're doing down there is a waste of time. Verse 15. Yes, we, have, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he, is, that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. Look at verse 16. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. Repeat after me. Say, Christ, Christ. is risen. Christ, Christ. Is, risen. is risen. Jesus, Jesus. Is, alive. is alive. Very much alive. Very much alive. Verse 16. Verse 16. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Let's see here one minute. One of, the, one, of the, the, one of the reasons why Jesus had to die, the reason that Jesus had to die on the cross, is that man was separated from God. The Bible says before we accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, we were uh, 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 sinners on our way to hell. There was nothing good in us. There was nothing good enough for us for our, that we could do to make God pleased with us. There was no sacrifice good enough. That's why Jesus made provision right in the beginning of Genesis and said, I will send my son. Because there was nothing good enough in us. And so he sends his son who is the perfect lamb of God that can take away the sins of the world. That's why when people ask, well, I'm a good person. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. If you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says you are still in your sin. And if he doesn't rise from the dead, we are all still in our sin. That's why the resurrection is so powerful. That's why there's so much hope in the resurrection. Verse 18. Let me read 17 again. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. All those that we love that have died and gone beyond, if Christ is not risen, they died in vain. Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men the most pitiable. Paul says if the only hope we have about dancing around and celebrating Jesus is only because we're on earth and there's nothing after death, how pitiful we must be. But look at verse 20. 
after Paul has says all this to the Corinthian church, after he tells them that if, if the resurrection is not true, look what he says in verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead. Definitive. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. Man, that should make you shout. Paul said, Adam messed it up. And because of Adam, all of us were heading for hell. By one man's sin, all of us were facing destruction. But by one man's righteousness, all of us can be risen in Christ. All of us. You say, Pastor, well, I, I, you sound excited, and, 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 but I don't have this hope in my heart. That's why we celebrate resurrection. That's why God keeps tugging at your heart day in and day out, telling you there is hope beyond this world. That's why you, tonight could be the very day, the very night that you start a brand new life in Christ. But he, he says there in, 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 uh, in verse uh, 21, For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. And now notice what he says in verse 22. For as in Adam all died. All. Every single person that is born of a natural process, we will all die one day. The question is, are you going to die in Christ or will you die out of Christ? Verse 22 says, as, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. I wrote in my notes here, the sacrifice that would satisfy the payment of breaking God's law Made through the death was made through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Jesus' death on the cross, his burial and his resurrection was sufficient payment to make us right with God again. The question that I want to ask this evening is this: Will you accept that payment? Because the Bible says there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And so as we think about the resurrection uh, uh, this evening, uh, um, there are three things that come to mind. Three things. When we talk about the hope of the resurrection, three things come to my mind. Why do we have hope? We have hope in the resurrection because one, the Bible says he rose again. And everything we believe in, in our lives are going to be based on the Bible. And then so, so there will be people that will say, well, I don't believe the Bible. That's alright. That's your choice. There have been people down the centuries that have believed that the Bible was not true. But that didn't stop the prophecies from coming to pass. 
There were people that believed that Jesus would never come, but he still was born. There were people that believed that he wouldn't make it and he, didn't, he wouldn't die on the cross, but he still died on the cross. There were people that were convinced that once he died, we shut him up and we sealed him with a tomb. He was dead and gone. It didn't change the fact that he rose from the dead. The hope of the resurrection is this. He is alive and he's well, not because we feel like it, but because the Bible says it. That's why we have hope. Everything you and I will receive from the kingdom of God, we have to make sure that we can find it in this book and then we can believe it. If you can't find it in the book, you can't have faith in it. That's not faith, it's wishful thinking. But the scripture says he was buried and he rose from the dead. Our first hope is this. Scripture records it. And if it's written in the book, we can believe it. Number two. Another reason why we have hope in the resurrection is because of the eyewitnesses. The eyewitnesses. The eyewitnesses passed present and the eyewitnesses for the future what do I mean by that let's take the eyewitnesses of the past look in your Bible first Corinthians chapter 15 look at verse 5 Paul speaking to the Corinthian church continues and says and that he was seen by Cephas then by the twelve after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain to the present but some have fallen asleep after that he was seen by James and then by all the apostles then last of all he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time for I am the least of the apostles who am, am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of Jesus Christ if you know the story of, of, of Saul who became poor Saul was so convinced that he was doing God's word he was running after Christians locking them up and putting them in jail and a lot of them were dying he was destroying families but when Saul got converted on the road to Damascus and he, re he met the resurrected Jesus, he got so convinced that he tells the Corinthian church, there were many people that saw the resurrected Jesus. And last of all, I saw him. I saw him. He said, how, how are you convinced that these men saw Jesus? They were willing to die for it. Nobody dies for a good suggestion. Nobody dies for, uh, I wonder, I figure out, I think, I'm not sure. Nobody dies that for something that they are not absolutely convinced about. But these men and these women of God in the, in the early church, they were convinced. Because why? They laid hands on him. They ate with him. They walked with him. They talked with him after the resurrection. They saw the nail prints in his hands and in his feet. Thomas came up side of him and felt the side of his, uh, his, his side here where, there was the, where the, the spear pierced his side. 
And Thomas turns around and says, oh my God. And Jesus turns around and says, blessed are those who have not seen but believe. And so you follow church history about how these disciples died. Some were crucified. Some some were flogged and beaten. Paul, he goes into towns and he preaches the gospel. They beat him and stone him and they throw him out. And he gets up and the Spirit of God says, go back in there and preach. No one is an idiot. Nobody will go through such treatment if they're not convinced The hope of the resurrection is compelling because of the eyewitnesses of the past. The hope of the resurrection is compelling because of the eyewitnesses of the present. I look out among the congregation here and there are many that were unworthy, wretched sinners. Yes, I see some of you waving your hand at me right now. You know what I mean? Swallowing in sin. Doing your own thing. And then one day, God shows up on your doorstep and says, this is your day. This is your resurrection day. I've come for you. And many have come and fallen themselves, uh, threw themselves at the altar and said, God, have mercy, come into my life. The the, the obvious hope of the resurrection is in all the changed lives that are sitting right here. All the changed lives that have come through these doors. All the changed lives that over the centuries of time have given their lives to Jesus. They are, we can see them and they are eyewitnesses. Every changed life convinces us more and more that the resurrection of Jesus is real. And if Jesus tarries, every changed life as we go into the rest of this year will declare that Jesus is alive. And finally there's one more witness. Turn with me to Acts chapter 1. 